You know him as, well, you know him under many different names. <laughs> you know him as a host of Re Reverse Deception Radio. The one and only Bond. Junk Bond. Who else would I make an emergency phone call to and say, dude, I need you for 15 minutes? Mr. Bond, Happy New Year, and uh, thank you so much, brother, for responding to my message. I, I really appreciate it. God bless you, Mike. How you doing? Man, I am so good. I, I don't know how I could be better. Uh, now, I, I assume you can hear uh, Giuliani on hold. I, I did. I, I heard uh, the mayor. Yes. Uh, are you surprised by any of that? Okay, good. No, he's been sitting on a ton of evidence now for a while, and he's been conducting an investigation for a very long time. So uh, Greg obviously is up on all this. Greg has his uh, uh, former intelligence today. He's private sector intelligence. He's the author of the book Reverse Deception. And this is why I needed you to help drop my bomb. Now, I want to take you back to September 25th, 2019. I placed another emergency phone call to the Bond Red Phone. <laughs> you know, the one that's right next to the cigar humidor. <laughs> you know, the, the one that rings from me and from uh, whoever might have the shipment of Havana's coming in. You know, you know the phone. And uh, we had a similar thing. I said, dude, I need you. I need you to help me unpack this. You did, and you responded, as you always do, if you're available, and not in uh, Madagascar or whatever. And you came on the show that day, and it was the day after Nazi Pelosi had dropped the bomb and had announced the impeachment charges for this Ukrainian corruption, and then we were going over what we knew then. And you and I also discussed... Actually, this wasn't September the 25th. It was, uh, uh, this was in mid-August. Do you remember how I dug that document up? The whistleblower application form. You remember how I dug it up and I dug up that, uh, that they had had it replaced and that they had added that the uh, you could hear it secondhand clause into it, which never existed before. Do you remember that? Absolutely. Okay. And then I asked you, I said, Greg, is this just sloppy, deep state work? And what, and, and, I mean, they can't be that dumb. Is this like a rookie mistake? And what did, do you remember what you said? Absolutely not. It's intentional. Okay. It's intentional. It was left out there. Now, on that day after you and I discussed all this, I asked you a question, which I believe now you and I can answer in the affirmative. Do you remember, remember, you and I talked about the additional server that was added to White House security that they began placing phone calls on in April of last year after the bad orange man finally got sick and tired of having everything that he said recorded and then leaked out. Do you remember that? Absolutely. And you told me what kind of server it was and what kind of encryption. And what did you say, Greg? Maybe four or five, six people would have access to it? That's about it. That's right. Okay. So 
Then I uh, asked you, I said, okay, but this is a leak. This is obviously, this whistle faker is obviously, this is a leak. It has to be a leak. And then I asked you the question of the, of the millennia, I think. I asked you, I said, Greg, is it possible that the bad orange man, who's not stupid, he's a lot smarter than people are going to ever give him credit for, and this is going to prove it. Is it possible that Trump set this whole thing up? that he actually let the whistle faker in the room, that he actually let him overhear just enough of a phone call and a conversation about it, that he actually in, that he actually sent so, uh, someone who was working basically as a double, double agent to kind of conspire with the whistle faker and to get him to go and tell Schiff what he had said, what, what was going on. Do you remember that? I certainly do. Greg, is that not what happened? That's exactly what happened. Trump's impeachment is the greatest reverse deception. You need to write a book about this. You've got to write this book. <laughs> this is the greatest reverse deception in history here. He wanted to be impeached. He wanted this to lead to impeachment to get Biden. Now, I want your commentary on this. Tell me where... Tell me I'm out of my that I'm off my rocker that I'm nuts or maybe I, maybe this is actually what we just witnessed. Uh, King dude, you are off your rocker and you're nuts. Now that I've told you that, uh, I think you're spot on. This is, as you say, a great reverse deception. It's right out of the counterintelligence handbook. In order to win the argument, you have to control both sides of the conversation. That's a Karl Marx. So what Donald Trump did was he allowed the person to come in. He gave them the information that they thought they wanted to hear, and he allowed the narrative to go on, ensuring that with this server, where everything went through, a security server, he was able to collect all of the information, all of the telephone calls, all of the emails, everything that this person was pushing out. And this is how your your whistleblower, your CIA uh, employee, was able to get all this information and push it to the Democrats. They pushed forward the exact narrative of what Donald Trump and his trusted people wanted to go forward in order to ensure that the uh, impeachment would proceed forward. It's right out of the it's right out of the playbook. Now it all makes perfectly logical sense. Um, I, I, now one of the damning, allegedly damning pieces of videotape evidence that were presented six times. I counted yesterday six times they rolled this tape was the president leaving, getting on Marine One, and uh, walking out on the circular driveway to go to Marine One. He stopped and he gave a little impromptu press conference, and the, the reporters were screaming at him, what do you hope comes out of this? What do you hope comes out of this? And he stopped and he goes, here's what I hope comes out of this, that Joe Biden is that the Bidens are investigated. Now, Greg, he said this authoritatively. He said, because mm -hmm. the Bidens are corrupt. So, now, this isn't something you just make up because you're delusional and people are in the chat, chat room making fun of me like, you know, come on, you and Carpenter are now wearing tinfoil hats. This is Alex Jones crap, Mike. No, it's not. This is what this is what went this is what went down. The bad orange man on three occasions said Biden is corrupt. 
He said it authoritatively as if he knew. Right. You don't make those types of statements unless you already have the evidence. That's one of the most important things that you could do in politics. You also have to um, make sure that you have the right display at the right time. Okay. So there's certain messages that you want to make sure that people see. So when he goes out and he says things like that, you can see the the Democrats, they kind of like sputter a little bit as if to say, well, does he really know something? And then they're going to send somebody else who's going to try to get inside and figure out what's going on. So you're going to get even more traffic back and forth because it's not only the, the information at the White House. These people have laptops that they take home with them mm. and they think that people are, you know, uh, are not overseeing what they're sending on these White House laptops when, in fact, everything had been already reconfigured to go through that collection server. 